Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Uh, and Rick Mitchell, or somebody's making all kind of racket there, which is distracting me, and I'll take care of him later. Uh, as always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who there's nobody better, Mr. Adam Zalouf. Today's guests are entertainer, singer, noisemaker in the background, Rick Mitchell, and Hall of Fame championship, multi-championship baseball coach from Medina High School, Nick Kaplack. What's happening, guys? What's up, hey, Paul? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for being on. Hey, Rick, enough with the background noise. That's not me. It's not We're me, I promise. Here, We're pros here, brother. It's not Nick. <laughs> All right. Rick, we're going to start off with the Penguins. What happened and why did it happen? Well, in the playoffs, you have to have good goaltending and good defense. And the Penguins uh, didn't get much of either when they really needed it. Um, I'm not going to put all of it on Jari, um, but he, there was a couple of just, just a few games, one or two of those games, he just did not play as well as he needed to play. And being the number one goalie, uh, you really got to step up. You really got to stand on your head in some of these games. And he played well, but he just didn't play quite play well enough. Um, Evgeny Malkin was obviously, uh, since we, we've heard since the playoffs, since they exited the playoffs, he's had a pretty serious knee uh, injury that is probably going to keep him out of training camp. So that's usually in September. So he, 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 it was pretty significant. So that, uh, that didn't help. Uh, I think the the line combinations being changed right at the playoffs when the, when uh, Jeff Carter was centering the second line and he was doing really, really well and they have really good chemistry. And then when Malkin comes back, that chemistry is disrupted, shall we say? Uh, so, that didn't help. Uh, the, the the defense played pretty well, but you're playing a defensive-minded team in the Islanders, and they they just didn't play well enough. Um, they were fairly healthy going into the playoffs, except for Malkin, um, and everybody's banged and bruised, and we always talk about that in the playoffs that everybody has their 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 injury issues. But they were pretty healthy, and there were just times when um, the, the goaltending didn't show up, the defense didn't show up. Even Sidney Crosby, one of the one of the all-time great players, he made mistakes. I mean, it just it was just not their series, and the Islanders had a lot to do with that. They're a very good defensive-minded team, and they played um, as well as you can play. Even in their even in the losses that they had, the couple of losses they had against the Penguins, they played really well. The games were close, so um, it's just a Big combination of things, but uh, they didn't get uh, timely performances from the people they needed to count on. You know, I don't know anything about hockey. I always ask you for everything. But one thing that I thought could have been should have been done. And Jim Valvano used to say, survive in advance whenever you are in the postseason. You don't worry about building any kind of consistency. You just want to win the game at hand and let's move on. I thought they should have start, uh, benched, pulled Jari and put in one of the backup goalies. I know that they don't have his experience or anything like that, but Jari mentally was gone. And then who knows, a rookie might turn it up and just go crazy. And then that would also, in my opinion, add some fire to that team. And I, I think they would have turned it up, as I always say. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, DeSmith wasn't available. So then you, you're, you're left with the rookie. And it's, it's such a double-edged sword because, yes, uh, when, when Matt Murray was a rookie, um, the, the team rallied around him in right. those two cup wins in 16 and 17. The team played better defensively. They played a much tighter game when, uh, when Murray was in, when Matt Murray was in, as opposed to when Marc-Andre Fleury was in. They could trust Fleury a little bit more. They knew what Fleury was capable of. But when Murray was in, 
they played a, a, a much tighter game, a much tighter defensive game because they, they knew they had to protect him because he was young and they didn't know what to expect from him. He had no playoff experience. So they, they knew they had to play a much tighter game. So you, you, your, your point is well taken. If, if they put the rookie in, maybe they play better around him, you know, but then did, did Sullivan wait too long in the series when, when Jari was, you know, mistake after mistake after mistake. And, and really, I mean, it's, it's Jari. Jari doesn't have a ton of playoff experience either. He has a little, but not much. Yeah. Your point's well taken. I mean, it's possible that that would have fired up the team and they would have been forced to play a tighter checking style, a tighter defensive style just to protect him in goal. Well, I guess we'll never find out, but but it's almost like putting in the backup quarterback, the backup quarterback's always the most popular one in the team. But again, I think that uh, the state, the the fans would have uh, stood up on their seats. I think the team would have turned it up a notch. And like you said, we won't, we won't know, but I I kept screaming at the TV, you know, put another goalie in, put another goalie in, but um, you you and a hundred thousand other people. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Nick, you had a very successful season, another very successful season. Well, Claude, before you ask me this, I, can, I, can I talk about hockey for a second? No. Uh, so you had a very successful uh, baseball <laughs> season. And uh, tell us – now, go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, look, hockey comes down to this. What, what does Rick know? Or what did he know? And when did he know it? Now, Rick told us everything he knew, but when did he know it? I want to know if he's holding out on us, okay? Because we're hearing everything he knows, but what, did, he know, did he know it after the fact? Did he know it before the fact? Because that's important to me. Okay? <laughs> so that's that's what we. Well, that's, that's got to be the next question. If if only Sullivan had that attitude and would take my calls, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe we maybe the series would have turned out a little differently. Who knows? Beautiful. <laughs> what an answer. Nick, tell us about your – you had another successful season at Medina High School in Ohio. Uh, you guys had, a, again, another big-time year. Tell us about this year. Uh, the had a good year. Real, real nice. Thanks, thanks, Claude. We had, we had a really nice year. Um, conference-wise, we were going to the final two games. We were sitting at 9-1, and one, um, and we, we, we dropped two games in extra innings um, to, to win the conference. That put us in second place. Um, had some some real nice players that are that are going to play at the the next level. I got a kid, Jake Johnson, who's a pitcher uh, infielder who's going to Ohio State on a scholarship, um, and you know a, a couple more um, d- decent um, arms as well. And then um, you know we we made it through the uh, second round of the playoffs, got knocked out in the third round against the um, number one seed. Um, and we, we see based on, um, on districts and, you know, there's 200 teams, I'd say in division one, and we were, uh, in, in our area, they seed one through 36. So we wanted up we got knocked out by the one seed out of, out of the 36 in our area, um, in, in a really good game. Um, and so, yeah, it was, um, we were in position to do some, do, you know, to win championships and, um, it was, um, you know, the, the COVID year, you know, the kids not having the experience, having the year off, um, you know, kind of looms, you know, a little bit because, you know, kids have to find their way pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, it was a really nice season. I had a great group of kids um, and, you know, guys that, that I'll, I'll – uh, it's neat because they're guys that I'll know the rest of, uh, of my life. Those seniors, they'll, you know, st- still be a part of, part of me. Um, you know, as the years go on, so good, and good stuff. And they're lucky to have you for sure. Now, uh, well, what about ne- what about that. next year? Next year, we have a really strong uh, group of sophomores this year that that'll be juniors next year. And it's kind of funny. I always say when it comes to championships, you know, and I don't, I, I don't, I, I say this in a way that that's actually positive. You you usually win with juniors. And what happens to seniors at the end of the year is, is, is sometimes crazy because they graduate and they're still coming back to play. And, um, you know, they get out early, they're out in May and they got to still come back for practice and, and things like that. But we, we have, we're going to have a really strong group of juniors, um, you know, guys that are, you know, I'd, I'd say we've got about five guys 
that should be, um, you know, between the, the next year's uh, juniors and seniors should be scholarship type of guys, about five, um, which is, which is a nice number for, for yeah. our school, but we're a very, very big school. Um, you know, we'd be like a, a North Allegheny type of type of team, um, you know, talking um, Pennsylvania or, you know, your, your neck of the woods, Rick's neck of the woods and my old neck of the woods um, would, we would be the, one of the bigger, biggest schools. Um, so the, the teams we play are, are, are likewise usually have, uh, you know, a handful of, of division one guys, uh, division two guys, even, even some, you know, draft picks as well. So. Good. Well, again, congratulations on another great season and, uh, uh always proud of you. And like I said, you, you, I, you've never had a bad year and, that, and that's hard to say. And uh, like I said, you do a great job with, with and, it, and it's a tough job too, to say the least. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's been very rewarding over the years. I just absolutely love it. And how many years have you been head coach again? You know, this, I believe was year 15 as head coach and year uh, 24 with the same team. I was the varsity assistant for nine years. Um, So yeah, 24 years with the, uh, with the same, same school. So Rick, now you heard Nick talk about uh, his players and and how he cares for them and all all the, uh, things like that. Did you have the same feeling for the Raiders when you coached us in softball? Oh no, no, not not at all, not at all. I, I, I we we were lucky. We were lucky to get eight or nine guys, and uh, and when you have three Caplacks on your team, it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, um, dirt will get kicked on umpires, and you know, it, it'll be get bad. Hit by, but, garbage you know, <laughs> by garbage can, by garbage can lid, yeah. You have to soldier through. You have to. You really have to earn everything you get when when you have these guys on your team. But you know, it's. I have one or two good memories. <laughs> like Rick, time, don't we think were... I don't think I haven't forgot about the money you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, survival of the fittest. I keep telling you that. It's called embezzlement. But that's another my, story. My signing <laughs> bonus goes on. Went on for thirty, forty years. Yeah. It wasn't much, but, but. Now, well, the, the Bobby Bonilla made a million a year over over that <laughs> period of time. He made what about five bucks a year? Yeah, and he didn't get Christmas. He didn't get it. Now, uh, Nick, Nick said, "Neck of the woods." Obviously, the Pirates out here in the, our neck of the woods, they are twenty three and thirty five. I believe the third worst record in the game, but. We're not even halfway through just yet, and they're only nine and a half games out, which which isn't a lot. If you know, you still have a hell of a lot of games left, and and that just goes to show me that you know I always talk about the seventies, eighties. Let's just say the seventies and eighties when we were growing up, Rick. If they were playing then, they'd be about 35, 40 games out by now. Um, <laughs> I know this is a crazy question. Uh, I mean. They have a few guys that are scrappy. I, I don't think I don't know if they have an identity. Okay, some teams, you know, years ago, Lumber and Lightning, or you know, th- this particular team was just all speed, like St. Louis. Like, like, what is the Pirates' identity besides losing? For me, it would have been, hey, look, we don't have a ton of power, we don't have a ton of speed, but we can we can play at breakneck speed. We can bunt, we can hit and run, we can steal at times, we can pop a home run now and then we're gonna to have to play basic fundamental defense and 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 not screw up and just be a scrappy scrappy team i don't see that rick what do you see yeah i it's 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 june 8th and i'm shocked they have 23 wins i, I really am because i there's they, they they don't have any power they don't really have much in the way of pitching decent decent bullpen when times are great it's a decent bullpen um but you mentioned, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, you and I were talking, Claude, you said, who are these guys? Every time you, every time you turn the TV on, there's, there are new players. And, and, yeah, and, and I, I've never seen a team in my life have so many revolving, uh, revolving door yeah. players. Never. And that's really difficult to, to develop an identity when you have players coming in and out of the lineup and in and out, you know, and, and off the team, on the team, you know, you, you can't really develop 
that that um, that identity that you're talking about, because there's new guys coming in and out, and that's the problem. You can't call this team. Um, you, you can't necessarily call them a fast team. You can't call them a a, a grinding out for runs team. You can't call them a power team. You anything. can't call them. A, yeah, that's the that's the, that's the thing. I'm I'm shocked that they have 23, 23 wins at this point in the season. I I predicted um, under seven. fifty. Well, I think they're going to get. No, I, think the I did say was, seven. <laughs> I, think I, I, I predicted under under fifty wins. Be uh, yeah. and, and, and unless they really really go into the tank, you know they're probably going to surpass that. Which uh, honestly, I'm really surprised. I, mean, I don't see an identity for this team because I don't. I see a bunch of guys that one or two or three of these guys might be complimentary players on a, uh, on a good team or a championship team, you know, and you've got, um, you've got Adam Frazier hitting the ball really well. That's great. I mean, it's, it's great that he's uh, among the league leaders and hits and batting average, but what does he have behind him? That's the problem. There's, there's not enough of the, of the guys like Adam. Yeah. Adam Frazier is great to watch him hit. He's what they call him a professional hitter. That's great. I mean, it's terrific. But there, there's nothing else there. I, you know, there are a couple of couple of nice players. Brian Reynolds, he's a nice player. He'd be a complimentary player on a good team. Uh, probably not a starter, but it, it go in and get you, you know, get you late inning defense things like that. But again, there are not. And the, the young guys, it's great that they have. It's great to keep Brian Hayes is back. It's it's uh, great that they have some young guys coming up again. But again. What what is the future of this team? What, what's what's going to happen? I mean, you know, is it time to call Gregory Polanco a bust? Is it time to say he's done? It, 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 that experiment should be over. I don't know, but well, we're going to get into him. No in identity for this. Yeah, team. no no identity. You hit it all in the head. Before we hear from Nick, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Speaking of the Quaker Valley Rotary Club, they are going to have their 10th annual Anthony Colosimo Golf Outing June 11th at Beaver Valley Golf Club. Call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. And my book is out, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's available on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and the Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township. We're right back with Rick Mitchell and Nick Kaplack. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson-Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 
Okay, Nick, uh, you heard what Rick had to say about the Pirates, and he was spot on. Uh, I know you're in Ohio, but I know you watch the Pirates all the time. And, and you saw the Pirates uh, had some good year, have some good years as well back then. But what are your thoughts on the team, where they are now, and where they're heading? Right. We, um, we, we have the, the tickets. So we, we do watch the Pirates up here in my house. And uh, my, my middle son is a huge Pirates fan. Uh, he watches them um, all, all the time. And so I told him we were uh, talking today, and I said, yeah, I'm going to – to uh, Claudio's podcast tonight, and I said, what, what do you think about the Pirates right now? And he mentioned uh, the, the key Brian Hayes coming back, and, and we talked about that. And then he also mentioned Moran coming back, and he said, you know, once we get past these injuries. And what's funny about uh, Cooper is, is I'll say to him, I'll, I'll be like, Coop, the Pirates aren't for – and he almost gets teary-eyed with me because I'm like, I'm, I'm, if I start bad-mouthing the Bucks, he doesn't like it. Um, cause he, he thinks they're going to come back and they're going to win. They're going to, so, I mean, he's on top of it. Every, everything that happens, I hear about, he comes right. and tells me, which, which to me is great. That's because, great. Yeah. Yeah. Here you have a, here you have a team that's subpar right now, but you have a kid up here in Ohio who absolutely loves them. Um, and he's following them, you know, he's, he's following, you know, getting the cards, doing, doing everything. And by the way, baseball cards, so different right now because of COVID. You can only buy like one. They only let you buy one pack at a time, and Why is they're that? so hard to find. And Why they're super that? expensive. I guess when I I talked to me, I don't know if this is you know verified info. I mean, I mean the baseball cards are covered. Well, Rick, insert your laugh there. <laughs> All right. Well, so you got the um, so you got the baseball cards, and I guess there was only like. During COVID, there was one place that was printing them, and just all all these, th- and it just made them kind of a of a you know more of a hot commodity, and um, they're just harder to get right now. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting there. But I think you know when you talked about you said what's the pirates' identity? One thing I've noticed, and I, and I'll give them an ident- identity, and it's more like a rope of dope. Um, they'll go play somebody and lose by 10, 12, 20, which I can't believe a team losing by 20. I forget exactly Atlanta, what that score was. 20 to one. Yeah, and, but then they'll beat them in the same series. Yeah. So it's almost like they're, they lull them to sleep and go, hey, let's split with these guys. You know, well, you know what, Nick, not to interrupt you, what I think it is, chin. it's not so much that the Pirates are playing the ropey dope. It's just that that's what Major League Baseball is. Who is dominant? Who is Who has a great team? Now you say, well, somebody's going to win the World Series. Yeah, but then again, that's like saying I'm the tallest one in my family. Or if, if, uh, if uh, Rick calls me and says, let's go play golf, and he's terrible, and I'm terrible at golf, one of us has to win. Somebody's got to hit a home run. Somebody has to win the game. It's just, again, it's just not good baseball. Um, there's no consistency. There's no... The Dodgers bought everybody they have pretty much, and they're in second or third place. They're not tearing it up. I, I look back when the Pirates and the Phillies and the Yankees and Baltimore and Montreal, um, I, I, the Cincinnati and the Dodgers. I mean, uh, everybody was tough, you know, back then. I mean, yeah, you had a few teams that weren't so well, good, but it, uh, this, it just doesn't it, with the money and the t- people not staying on their teams. It just doesn't exist anymore. Like you said, it's a different cast of characters every night but if you're you know if if, if you're thinking along the lines of, of who's good who's going to win you know right now with the pirates they typically do good before the all-star break imagine what's going to happen after the all-star break when you know that's when like young guys start realizing well we don't only have much to play for this year let's not get hurt type of deal um we'll be after the all-star break and they kind of fizzle out so you're gonna you're gonna see some you know, I would think with the Bucks, you're going to see some major. I'm not going to tell my son this, but you're going to see some major fizzing out after the All Star break. Um, yeah, but when you have some self pride, don't you say, you know, I want to hit 300 this year. I want to, I want to play for a contract. You know, they they knew going into it they weren't going to win, um, but uh, at least, like Rick jokes, survival of the fittest. At least say, you know what, I'm going to put my numbers up. Yeah, I think if you're up for a contract, you'll see that. But if you're not up for a contract, you're playing not. Unfor- this is unfortunate. You're playing not to get hurt. Like I, it's 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 tough. And, and and you know we always circle back to this. But like if I look at a Pete Rose running the bases, um, I'm not going to see that today. I'm not going to see guys 
going forward. And we can keep circling back to like, you know, when they canceled the all-star game, because they didn't know, you know, they didn't want to get any pitchers hurt. It's just a different type of, you know, we see it when, when the contract's up, maybe put up some numbers, but this, this play not to get hurt stuff. And in the, 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 uh, the injury list now, pull up the paper. And I challenge oh, I anybody to pull up the paper and actually read, go get the, get actually a hard copy of the paper, go through and read the injuries and what these guys are out for. Yeah. Nobody, they don't play through anything. No. Um, it's, it's like, uh, you know, taking a sick day off of, a. Uh, Dave Parker of had a, a cracked cheek and he put on a football helmet, basically. Rick, I know you remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, to me, it's not a good product. I hate to say it. I, I get jealous whenever I hear Jerry Cooney talking about boxing and how it's on the upswing and how he loves this fighter and that fighter, how it, it's exciting. And, you know, you'll hear, uh, Mario Andretti talk about race car driving, how the, the technology has gotten so much better and the cars are prettier and faster. And I say, God, I wish I could say this. Say, I love coaching. I love Scott. I love doing training and all that. I love talking about it. But the major league game itself to me is I, I can't sit here and say it's a great product. And Rick mentioned Polanco. I mean, great experiment. I still, without going into a hitting lesson, we did a show on that before. I still know for a fact that that guy could still do something as Cole Tucker and whoever's coaching them or not coaching them. I I, I just don't like what's going on. Those guys could still be damn productive. And it's so uh, such an obvious thing. But Tucker's sitting in in uh, Indianapolis right now. They they brought him up. He's sitting in the the dugout. Yeah. And he's just congratulating people and and nothing has changed. They sent him to Indianapolis to get better. And he hasn't. And again, I I said this on TV. I said to you guys personally, I'll sit on the radio. I know for an absolute, absolute fact, an absolute fact, you give me an hour or less with those guys. I guarantee you, guarantee you, guarantee you that they would be a hell of a lot better. And I'd say it to whoever and I'd prove it and I'd show it. And, and it's amazing that they have not gotten better. And I don't give a damn if those guys are major league coaches or minor league coaches or hitting gurus or they invented the bat. People say, well, Claudia, you're not coaching in the major leagues. What do you call a guy who finished last in med school? You call him a doctor. Um, but but <laughs> we won't get into that because I'll get uh, too pissed off. Because, but, but I see it's, it's an absolute crime that guys with that kind of talent, and I don't want to hear that they don't have talent because they do have talent. And, and it just amazes me that they have not gotten better. It just amazes me. And, and it's, well, there's, there's no guarantee. There, there's no guarantee that, that, a, that a major league coach, a major league a hitting instructor, a pitching coach, any, there's no guarantee they're any good. Well, that's just what because I'm saying. They're, right. That's exactly. a, just like you said, just because they, they're at that level, people complain about the players. Oh, the Pirates don't get enough really You're good right. players. They don't You're develop right. these players. But look who they're hiring. Look who they're hiring to be their – to be their field manager. Look who they're hiring to be their, and their I'm hitting sure they're all wonderful their people. pitching coaches. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter what. I'm a great that, guy too, but you don't want me to operate great. on your knee. Yeah, exactly. You know, that doesn't – and that's what – people always point at the players, but look at the look at the guys who are instructing them. Look at the look at the system from low A ball up to triple A. Look, look, look what that's producing. So you, you really have to take a look at the entire, the entire system. Think, think about what you have to do to be a major league coach. If you really think about that, if you think about what it takes to be a major league coach, you number one, you probably had to have not everybody, but it's okay. Did you have playing experience in the minor leagues, major leagues, which does not make you a coach whatsoever. Nope. If, if you played the game before, just, it just doesn't, it's that's been shown. It might help because you understand the game, but Chuck playing Knox at that used level. To say, when you guys were playing and being told what to do, I was coaching and telling people what to do. Yeah. yeah. And he was learning and he was, he was studying and learning. But the, the other thing, these guys are, it's, it's, it's not that you have the best coaches coaching the major leagues. These are guys maybe that, that, um, you know, maybe the best coach is, is, is coaching, um, you know, at, 
Carnegie Mellon, and he's on a pod, he's hosting a podcast. That's <laughs> right. It, or, or yeah. Or, or to be or, honest, or, I, I've had I've had many coaching offers professionally over the years, and I've turned them down because but, I want my cake too. I want to know my family, live where I live, and still work a professional baseball. That was going to be. Coach. You're stealing my point. That was my. I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> that was my point right there. Is you got to give up all that stuff. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna do that? So you got a guy that knows a little baseball. Is willing to not have a family, give right. up everything to say he's coaching the major leagues, and now we're supposed to listen just to him? I don't think so. You know, right. so that's that's we're on the same page there. I'm oh, glad we got to got to got to the end of that. Sure. Well, we're going to take another quick commercial break and hear from our sponsors: Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club, who is having their 10th annual Anthony Colosimo Golf Outing June 11th at the Beaver Valley Golf Club. Call President Scott Zayner 412-720-0298 and get my book on my website or Robinson Township Barnes and Noble or John Melvin Publishing.com. We're right back with Rick Mitchell and Nick Kaplack. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson-Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, let's shift over to boxing. Uh, yes, or no, yeah, no, a couple days ago, a couple days ago, um, Mayweather fought some guy named Logan Paul, who apparently is a YouTube or Twitter or TikTok sensation, whatever the hell he is. They made a ton of money. Um, Nick, I didn't see it. Rick didn't. You did. Tell us about it. Was it worth the $50? No, not worth the $50. Um, this is getting a little bit out of hand. Um, unless you in, in, unless you like, you know, if you can handle that kind of entertainment, if that's what you're after, um, cause it's become an entertainment and, you know, uh, Paul had, had a, has, he has a decent jab. I will give that to him for, for, you know, he's a bigger guy probably had, uh, had, had a, you know, I think it might've been like 50 pounds or something on Mayweather. 35. And yeah, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. 35, 50, but it, it was noticeably different. And he was, um, he was fending Mayweather off early with a jab, but Paul had his hands down and, uh, and Mayweather could have knocked him out anytime he wanted to. And he kind of just held him up and he kind of cat and mouse them played with him. Um, and Mayweather could have, and being smaller, um, you know, it took him a little bit to get in, but in the last couple rounds, that jab was just kind of hanging out there and he, he could have hurt him really bad. And he chose not to Mayweather chose not to hurt him um, because they're, right now entertaining and they're not it's they're not even keeping score um 
that type of thing. This is basically professional wrestling before we, um, you know, decided if you go way back in professional wrestling, they, they took a lot of the bumps and it was, it was right. really close to being real. Um, the early days of Bruno, it was pretty much real. Um, and so, but this is kind of like that. It, it's, it's, you know, they're getting hit, but it's not really real. And it's not, it's kind of a, making a little bit of, I think, a mockery of boxing. I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I, I don't really, I watch it cause I'd watch anything fight. I mean, it just, just, I, I enjoyed boxing my, my whole life. I mean, we've watched how many fights together. Sure. Um, but so if any boxing's on, I'm going to watch it. My kids love it. And so, um, but it's not, this is not, you know, it's, it's not real. It's, it's just not what it, what boxing's about. A um, great, a great I, man once said, Vincent Kaplack once said, everything is like professional wrestling. And boy, he was right. Good. Nick, we're right. going to finish your point. No, you might might as well if you're going to do this, put the um, just put headgear on them and do the Olympic scoring, right. and actually make it a real boxing match, and and have have some scoring on it because, you know, if you're not going to score and they're just going to kind of hold each other, but you know Mayweather, if Mayweather needed to, if this was if this was a real, um, you know, you know if this was a, a real fight, Mayweather was fighting in a real fight here, he would have. He'd have, turned, he'd have turned it up. Well, he would have put him in the hospital. He, yeah. he would have put Paul. He would have. He would have hospital. He would have hurt him really badly. And and you know you kind of. I almost felt bad for him. That jab was just hanging there. And if you've watched boxing as long as we have, and if you know the sport a little bit, you're like, that's the first thing I said to my son. I'm like, uh, you know, I was talking to Nick, and I'm like, I'm like, look, you're seeing this right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you know, any any moment. I mean, he could hit him with a left hook and just and absolutely put him away. Um, but he chose not to, which was, you know, it, it, it is what it, what it is. You, you are, you are paying for, you're getting what you know you're getting. It's not, you know, they're not really hiding it from anybody when they say exhibition yeah. not having, <laughs> and, and haven't you always wondered in Rocky and when, when Apollo was going to fight in the exhibition and they were yelling, it's an exhibition and it's only an exhibition all these years. I didn't know what an exhibition was in boxing. I always wonder what the now I know what now I know what one is. It's finally the question's finally answered. Rick, what are your thoughts on guys like Tyson and Jones fighting and now Mayweather and now Hollifield is going to fight a real fight they say, but what are your what are your thoughts on these the legends fighting and even Hollifield fighting again? Well, I have to ask what's the point if 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 as Nick said, um Mayweather was just toying with him you know, what's the point, you know, and, and these, these guys that are coming out of retirement or, you know, guys in their fifties, like Tyson and, 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 um, and Hallfield and what, what do they hope to gain except for a halfway decent payday? Because they're, they're, they're not going to go full bore, even, even 50 year old guys full bore. What's the point? I mean, and, and, you know, like I know, I know you and Nick are really big boxing fans, and I I totally understand that. That's like me with hockey. I'll watch exhibition hockey. I'll watch uh, international hockey. I'll watch minor league hockey. I love hockey. And so you guys watch boxing. You guys will watch stuff like this um, just for the sheer entertainment value. And and I totally I totally get that. I understand it. But I want to know what the what what say what is Holyfield going to get out of a real boxing match except for brain damage. You know, I mean, if, if he gets somebody in there that, 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 that means business, what did, what did Apollo's trainer say? He doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Right. You know, what, right, what, right. what's he going to get out of it, you know, except hurt. And I, I, is it, is it worth it? I keep asking, is it worth it? I, I, uh, I didn't mind so much when Tyson and, uh, and Jones fought, I mean, okay, uh, whatever. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't, a, you know, I was a casual observer. I didn't watch the fight, but I was thinking, okay, well, this this might be relatively entertaining, but I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's not like an old timers game in baseball, where everything's at half speed and you know it's at half speed, but you're there just to watch these old timers. It's it like the Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson golf. Uh, deal that they had a, was that two a couple of years ago. Right. You know that's 
that's guys that can actually still play the game. Obviously, Phil Mickelson just Phil Mickelson just won a major a couple of weeks ago. But when you do something like this, when you do something that you could really get hurt if you're not careful. And these guys are way a lot of these guys are way past their prime. I mean, sure, Tyson's still yeah, he's he's still an unbelievable puncher, unbelievable power. But I mean, if they get caught the wrong way, it's you know it's good night, and I I'm not sure it's worth the risk. Rick, before I give a comment on that, let me ask you a question. I know you are a huge music guy, as is your lovely wife Patty. And but let me ask you this: Would you rather go see a sixty-some-old, sixty-some-year-old singer like uh, Kiss, uh, Paul Stanley, and Gene Simmons, or? 25-year-old unknown rockers, for the lack of a better term? See, that's a tough one. It's a great question. I mean, it really is. Um, There are unknowns that I would go see, um, but there are, I've I've made the last two or three years with my brother and my sister going to see some of these, you know, some of these aging rock stars from the 60s and the 70s. Elton John and ELO and Phil Collins and we because there is yes there is a there's a nostalgia factor um I've always wanted to see them live you know and for the most part though they can still bring it right you know uh, Phil Phil Collins had a little trouble uh physically but he could still pretty much sing he couldn't hit every note but he could still sing Elton John couldn't hit every note but he's still an amazing piano player and the show was unbelievable and I've always wanted to see him. So yeah, it, it's slightly different when you say, and I know exactly what you're what you're getting at. Um, I would, yeah, I, I I've gone to see a bunch of these guys recently because I've always wanted to see, you know, X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to an, an athlete or especially boxing, I, I'm just not sure that what you're seeing. It, maybe it is their best. But when, when I, like I said, when I went to see ELO, Jeff Lynn, the, the, the leader of ELO, he could still bring it. He could still sing. He could still play. Right. And you don't but play you boxing. See, you're going to get hit. That's, that's the thing. There's not exactly. danger going you're, up and singing. You're going to get hurt right. if, if you're not careful. Well, I'm thinking this. Here's my take on it. It's all about money. Um, now, sure. yeah. Mayweather made a nice Nick. I don't know if they mentioned it on the show. How much did they say that Paul and Mayweather have a shot to make? You know what? I I I don't know. I I didn't really pay attention to that. I heard uh, eight million from Mayweather. I mean, something just ridiculous, which is good. Now, Hollifield, who made a zillion dollars in his career, but between six marriages, I believe, and eleven kids and a twenty-five million dollar home, he obviously doesn't have that money anymore. Maybe just maybe he has a few fights that he can eke out, eke out, but maybe he can make five, six hundred thousand dollars after a couple of fights clear. Maybe. I don't know. And uh, then he can live, you know, if he's smart with it, he can live comfortably. You know, Tyson, uh, he, he, he's been back on his feet. He made a nice chunk, as did Jones, even though Jones said he didn't get paid fully from Triller. But another thing is that roar of the crowd. Some guys just can't let it go. Um, and as Chuck Noll used to say, move on to your life's work. And, and it's hard to do, but I think that the money is such a, a lure, especially when you've lost so much of it. And now Hollifield, now Mayweather, like Nick said, he, he was a no day. He could have knocked that guy out in the first round. Tyson Jones, it looked to me that Jones could do whatever he wanted to do, but Tyson could not really go to the head. He went to the head one time. I think Jones or Tyson could have ended it quick. Um, you don't hear... Mayweather yet saying he wants to fight Canelo yet, yet. Um, if they offer him a boatload, he'll he probably will. Hollifield is going to fight um, McBride, the guy who fought Tyson last. He's about six foot five, but I don't or six foot six. He's I don't think he's going to beat Hollifield. But you don't hear you don't hear Hollifield saying he's going to challenge Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. I think he should fight a few guys of that ilk, just so people can go see him. And say, hey, you know, that's a Vander Holofield, and then move on. You know, make a few bucks and be done with it. If you do it right, of course, all it takes is one hit. Joe Macy, uh, number one contender, he was winning against a guy, I forgot his name, uh, a Russian guy. The Russian guy hit him in the back of the head, brain bleed. 
that that's that, that that pretty much ended Joe's chance for a title shot. So you're one punch away. I, I get that. But if you need the money and this is all you're going to do to get that kind of this is all you can do to get that kind of money. I understand. I worry about them. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But if you pick and choose and do the right thing and be smart and make it a business, you have a chance to make a few bucks with a few proper opponents and go on from there. And like I mentioned, Kiss and some regular rock group, you know, it is nice to see, you know, Tyson again and Jones. And But I do remember when Sugar Ray fought Camacho and Terry Norris, and he looked bad in both of those, and he lost. I remember Rick and Nick, I just felt old. I said, Sugar Ray's my guy, and look at him. You know, he just, he just, he looked old, and I felt old. And I felt bad. All these last two fights. Exactly. I, I, yeah. was, I was sick. I was sick to, yeah. to watch what Ali had become. Yeah. It is sad. It is sad. Yeah. Well, like I said, hopefully nobody gets hurt. I do enjoy, I know here Oscar De La Hoya is going to, you know, have, have a fight or two. You know, well, so as long as nobody gets hurt, they make a nice chunk of change, then hopefully they can move on. But um, we're going to end the show on uh, the Eric Jackson-Laurie final word. Criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Rick, prediction, Pirates wins. Uh, 49. I'm still going to stick with under 50. Okay. One year, I, I think this year, again, you started off with seven. Now you're going to 49. <laughs> That's all right. Nick. Uh, you know, I'm going lower. I'm going 44 wins because I think after the all-star break, it's just going to be an absolute mess. 43. I'm going to say 45. Uh, Steelers, we didn't talk football today, but uh, there's a 17-game schedule. Uh, your thoughts on the Steelers, how many wins, Rick? Eight. <laughs> Nick? I'm going to say 11 and six. Really? 11 and six, yeah. They, they got, they're putting things together. The, the defense is going to be better. Roethlisberger is... Yeah, you know everything, Nick. Year. You know everything. I know it all. <laughs> I know it all. They get to and when did he know it? Who's loaded? <laughs> and I knew it. I knew it before everybody else. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going with Rick eight. Oh, you guys are going to make eight. me miserable. Last question, Rick. Are you ever going to have a rate with with Hollifield and Tyson coming back and Mayweather? Are you ever going to do a Raiders? A reunion. For those of you who don't know, the Raiders were the greatest, most prominent softball team in the Pittsburgh area for how many years? Like three, four years? Boy, uh, yeah, at least. Yeah. 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 Uh, are um, you going to have a reunion? And when are you going to get those jackets that Collins wanted us to have? Uh, uh, the first question, no. The second question, never. <laughs> Rick said, What do you want me to do? Put that we're one in 22 on our jackets? Yeah. <laughs> one of my greatest lines it was a good line all right fellas all right as always great having you on the show uh we, we i talk to these guys every day but it's it's special to have them on the show we will have them on the show again for sure and uh so thank you guys for being on the show thank you thank you always Claudia. a pleasure Claude. all right guys as always, want to thank Rick for the introductions and for being on the show today. Adam Zalouf, not a better producer, wouldn't want to do, do the show without Adam. Thank you to the sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Get my book on my website, johnmelvinpublishing.com, website, website amazon.com, barnesnoble.com. Subscribe to the show. And there's a very good chance at the end of the month we're going to have David Jordan on, again, the author of the Dave Parker uh, biography, and there's a good chance we're going to have Dave Parker on as well. And there's a good possibility that I'm going to be making a pretty good announcement here uh, within the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll teach you a little bit more about that next time. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 